Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. This is John. And, and this is Deacon Mike. Deacon Mike. Now, we, this is still Deacon Mike because... Not appreciate, but <laughs> true. These next, the last podcast we did, it was like three days out, and now this has been posted a week later. Do you want to give an explanation? Of oh what's yeah, going on? yeah. Okay, so we're recording a few ahead of time because this summer we will be taken off on well, my first parish assignment as a priest, and your Mexican immersion. Mexican immersion. I already know everything I need to this know. Is... Mas despacio, por favor. Next time, next time we record. John will probably record everything in Spanish. Everything will be in Spanish after this because hopefully it'll be fluent. His skills will be impressive. <laughs> impressive, yeah. I'm going, <laughs> going to Mexico for five weeks uh, to marry Dad to work on the Spanish. So excited about that! You'll be an old priest by then, and I'll then be we'll pick it back up in three days, and then uh, off to the first uh, parish assignment, which you'll know tomorrow. I will find out tomorrow. The way they do it in Denver is, for those of you who might not know this, the Archbishop has lunch with the guys to be ordained. They're going to be ordained on Saturday. And he on Thursday at noon, he has lunch with them and tells them their assignments, which is pretty wild. That's now, exciting. I've heard that he doesn't want that, like, set in stone. Like, this is the way it has to go. But that's kind of the way it's been, and that's the way it's going this year. Okay, so don't tell Archbishop I just told you that. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the, you ever heard that. Archbishop, he is a very good man, and he's very forgiving when his stupid seminarians <laughs> out. What we know this year is that he's going to be doing that. So, yeah, so we'll, I'll find out tomorrow, hopefully. Now here's one more question before we get started. J10 Initiative. We toss that around casually, but there's been some emails. There was oh, a guy yeah. named Adam. I think it's Adam in Georgia. Sorry, I forgot your name wrong. Just asking, what the heck is that? We're going to put something on the website, but do you want to mention that maybe real quick? Oh, yeah. J10 Initiative is not just a mysterious, intriguing kind of a name, an intro for our podcast. In January 2010, Pope Benedict XVI called for, what? what is it, Evangel- even evangelization? On the airways, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. Sort of like use technological means. I think you just mixed it up with your favorite ba- with one of your favorite bands, Angels and Airwaves. So oh, you just combined them. They are them. really good. The um, heyo, heyo, you just give a shout out to someone who will never listen. <laughs> um, in January of 2010, essentially what you said was right. The uh, Pope Benedict asked for the use of technology, such as radio and podcasts, for the the furthering of the work. So we call it. this is oh, a J10 yeah. initiative. Hopefully there'll be many more, but we got to get this stinking computer to work before we have any more. Internet sites, podcasts, um, and blogs. And as, as it's the year of the priest, he specifically asked priests to do that. Now, a lot of people don't realize I'm in seminary also. I'm a year behind the deacon Mike here. So I'll be a deacon in September and then a priest in a year. Oh, yeah. So that's all just these are emails a that have come in. Seasoned seminarian. <laughs> We're both well-seasoned. Now, I, we got to get into our topic, but... First, I want to know, how long does seminary take? A lot of people seminary? ask me that. That's a good question. The minimum, two years of philosophy, four years of theology. Okay. So six. How long have you been in seminary? Uh, I'm going into my ninth year next year. Oh. As, yeah, so I went, what happened? I once tried to explain this in an Irish pub, and the guy goes, oh, you're a little, a little slower than the rest, aren't you? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that's yeah, true. pretty much. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. The, uh, in Denver, we add a year at the beginning, a year of prayer called the spirituality year. So in Denver, you have seven years total. Unless? But unless you're like you and I, because 
you're in this also, buckaroo. Yeah. Nine years total because we went right after high school, which is crazy. So you got to add a couple years for more undergrad work. So you got to work on your college simultaneously. So you do two years, and we went up to Minnesota for two years at a college seminar, and then came back here and did the seven years at the seminary here in Denver. There you go. So that's it, nine years. It's a long haul. It's almost ten years. It is a long haul. But our friends who are Jesuits, that's nothing. They're doing like 12, 14 years, right? Oh, yeah. So Oh, yeah. Diocesan priests have it easy. Yeah, we got it easy. All right, what are we talking about? Well, first I want to thank uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary in Winona, Minnesota, and St. John Vianney Seminary in Denver, Colorado. For get, Two wonderful places of formation. Getting you through, getting you to the man you are today. Yes. Who well, still looks kind of like a boy. Keep oh, praying sorry. for the church. Hi. <laughs> hey. Okay, so uh, well into the podcast. Topic, topic We have today. a topic called uh, Friday Abstinence. Friday Abstinence, okay. Okay, so there's fasting and abstinence for Catholics. Now, fasting happens on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Okay. i got to access the memory banks here. Okay, just real quick, difference between fasting and abstaining? Well, I'm getting to that. All right. Calm I'm down. just Slow interested. Down. Slow down. Okay, so on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, you fast. Um, there's an obligatory fast. You can fast any time. Okay. It's, it's a wonderful devotional practice and penance. But on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday... You have – whoa, 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 whoa. Is it like one meal? Oh, yeah. we got to be careful here now. We don't want to bind. <laughs> we got to be precise here. Um, I think it's two small meals. Oh, no. We should have researched before we did this topic. Okay. I'm going to switch right to abstinence. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next podcast. Fasting. Next time we're going to get it right. Oh, yeah, wow. we should go to well, the that's C- embarrassing. We should, we should go to the USCCB. Don't try and do it right now while we're working. Just we'll come back to that. We'll answer that next time. On the USCCB's website, there is an explanation. I do know that fast um, applies to all of those who are older than fourteen years and until death. I think it's one regular meal and two small meals. I think that's what the USCCB says for fasting. Okay. So that cuts out snacking and it cuts down the meal sizes. Now, most people will eat one meal, two meals a day. And no meat. And no meat. That's abstaining from meat, right? Yeah. Yeah, normally you'd call that abstaining, but that applies to the fast days as well. Okay. So no meat, abstain from meat, and then fast. Now, I have a question for you. Eucharistic fast. Can we talk about that or you want to wait? Wait, no, no, no. Let me, t- let me explain abstinence <laughs> on Fridays first. Okay. I know uh, this one's kind of wild, and I've screwed everything up. It's getting late. But I will correct it eventually. That's all right. We killed about okay. five minutes at the beginning of this anyway. So. Oh, no. Okay. Please, abstinence uh, Fridays. Uh, okay, so Fridays, <laughs> every Friday, Catholics um, abstain from meat normally in the tradition of the church. Now, in, in the 1983 Code of Canon Law, your favorite. My favorite. There is permission for the bishops to make exception, according to region, okay. for a different kind of penance. Hmm. So, around the world, when you meet Catholics on Friday, you're going to find them abstaining from meat, which means uh, just avoiding meat altogether. Right. They're eating fish. Fish. That's why Protestants used to call beans, us mackerel snappers. Oh, yeah. Because we eat fish. Mackerel snappers? Mackerel I've snappers. Oh, yeah. I like it, though. Okay, so no meat, except... The the United States bishops asked for an exemption. So technically, in the United States, we are not required to abstain from meat. Hmm. However, 
canon law and those same bishops agree that abstinence is proper to Fridays. So some sort of penance needs to mark the day when Jesus died. That is that is remembered every Friday. And the the exception to this would be Fridays in Lent, right? Well, Fridays in Fridays in Lent are mandatory abstinence from meat. You're from right. Meat. Okay, so that's all that remains of the. But it used to be every Friday. So we're still mackerel snapping on, in Lent. Mackerel snapping in Lent. in Lent. So what should we abstain from now if we can't do meat or we don't do meat? Right. Well, you can do meat for one. Okay. And that that would be a perfectly legitimate and beautiful penance. Mm-hmm. But if if for whatever reason you um, do not choose to make that your devotion, you have to have some sort of penance that can, can vary. Maybe you say another prayer on Good Friday to remember, or, or on Fridays to remember that it's a, a memorial of the day that Jesus died. Or you can abstain from other things. For example, sometimes I will abstain from from mass media yeah, from music yeah. and TV, movies on Fridays, as a way of marking that day. Now, one of our friends, Brian, who's in, you know who lives with us, he and he's going to be a priest. And I he know says, Brian. "Yeah, you know Brian. Yeah, he lives across the hall. He, uh, as a priest, he says he's going to really going to push that the media fast on Fridays. And this is a good thing for families to consider because we're so culturally saturated in technology and especially in the media that just to, to fast one day a week as a family or as a as a brother of priests, a brotherhood of priests like we have." It's just a great way to kind of just purify and to get back to oh, what yeah. is real. Because technology just, it just removes you from what is real. And it removes you from relationships. So for Alicia in Steubenville with her family and all the others, that is a great, just a suggestion. The Media Fast Friday, if you're looking for something like that, every Friday. Your kids will hate Catholic stuff. You should know that we're suggesting this, but it'll be better for them. So that's great. And then in Lent, you're still mackerel snapping. Still mackerel snapping. Still eating the fish steaks with the Knights of Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we have the best fish. Oh man, best fish fries down at Cabrini. Okay, but go back to my Eucharistic fast question. Okay, that's right. okay. So I have to fast an hour before I receive the Eucharist, correct? Yes, you do. Okay, this is Canon nine nineteen. Wow. Now the reason I know that is I'm because impressed. I was corrected earlier today by one of my brothers, who's like, "What are you doing? Drinking tea? You just blew your mass fast." Oh. So I said, well, "Of course, being in all humility and Christian charity, I said, well, you know what? Forget you." Tea is water. <laughs> tea is legitimate. And he goes, no way. So we texted the canon lawyer in town. Oh, what did he say? He said, many would say the same thing of those two beverages, referring to coffee and tea. Coffee and tea. The okay. question is, do coffee and tea count in the fast? Now, this right. is very legalistic and very pharisaic, but that's what seminarians do. So anyways, yeah. <laughs> wow. he said, uh, the same thing, uh, many would say that those two beverages, coffee and tea, are like water. Um, some would disagree. Yeah, but this is what he said is a good point. My perspective would be to encourage as virtuous a fast as possible. If I you like don't it. need it, don't take it. It's only an hour! Exclamation point. Thank you, JD yes. from the from the Chancery. I thought it was a great response, uh, and it whipped me into shape. I got to watch it a little too. closer. You know, there's a meaning to the fast. Um, you're supposed to to really be longing for the Eucharist. Yeah. And um, and not distracted by other foods and. And I, I think that's a great response. Yeah. The, as virtuous a fast, so many times we think in minimalistic terms instead right. of like maximalism, you know? Yeah, really go for so it. So Matthew, Ma- Matthew Kelly from Australia, he yeah, always says, you've got to be maximalist. So that's my best Australian. Well, thank you. There you go. There you go. Fast. Well, not so much fasting, but abstinence you've learned about. Today. Abstinence we've learned about, fasting you will learn about. <laughs> 
Wow. Thanks to all those who have sent uh, emails in. If you have any questions, suggestions, um, send it to us. CatholicStuffPodcast at Gmail. And uh, <laughs> I said, remember to spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> that was a, have a great summer. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little price right.